Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. We're going to talk about the goodness of God again. And the topic of today's sermon is receiving the good. We talk about God is good, talk about the good land. We talk about lots with good. Now we need to learn how to receive the good things from God. If God has something good for us, but we don't learn how to receive, we will miss a lot on earth here. Amen. Psalm chapter 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Our life can be filled with different things. Our mind can be filled with Praises to the Lord. His praises can be filled with the word, can be filled with the thoughts of God. Love, joy, noble things, good things. We can fill our mind with good things. And then our mouth will speak good things. If you keep your mind filled with the things of God, with His praises, with His goodness, with His promises, with His word, with His power, with his love, then our mouth will continue to say praises and thank God and wonderful things from our mouth all the time. Can we say praises to God all the time? Can we thank God all the time? I believe we can. If your mouth is full of cussing words, gossiping words, negative words, it means that you allow some blank space in your mind that is not filled with the things of God or you fill your mind with some wrong things. That's why your mouth speaks some wrong, bad words. And that will impact your life in the bad way. If you want to impact your life, yourself, in a good way, you need to fill your mind with His praises, His goodness, and His word. We need to meditate, think about it, and talk about it, and do it. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 to 9, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it, Day and night. Think about it day and night. Think about the things of God, the word of God day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. How many people want to have good success? How many people want to make your way prosperous? Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Bible says, His praises continually to be in my mouth. Talking about the goodness of God. Our mind keep thinking about the word, the things of God. And we meditate, we talk about it in our mouth all the time. If we can live that way, the goodness of God will flow in. And we give legal access or legal right to God to do the right thing or the good things in our life. If you don't meditate on the word, you don't think about the right thing, then you will not have good success in your life. Can we think positive, the good things of God all the time? I believe that God will not tell us to do anything that we cannot do. He knows that we can do it. He say meditate on it day and night. Think about it day and night. He tell us that we can do it. So we should start to build that habit now to think about God all day, pray to God Talk to God all day. Fill your mind with the word of God. I never sit in the car 
and listen to some bad news. I always sit in the car, listen to the teaching CD because I want to fill my mind with the Word of God. So I want to speak positive all the time, think positive all the time, day and night, all day long, thinking about God. The Bible say in Romans chapter eight verse six, and I will try to change the word into simple today language. Romans chapter eight verse six: For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It means if your mind always think about the carnal thing, the bad things, how bad the church is, how bad is this, how my parents are bad, how situations are bad. If you keep thinking bad things, carnal minded, you reap death, you reap corruption. But if your mind think about the things of the Holy Spirit, the things of God, keep thinking about. Heavenly thing, what the word of God say: love, love people, forgive people, joy, appreciate people around you, love them, do good to them. Always think the thing of the spirit: love, peace, joy, patience, long suffering. Think about good things. You will bring life and peace to yourself. So, if you want the goodness of God to work in your life, you have to be careful about what you think and what you say. Are you going to say praises to God all the time, or are you going to say cussing word all the time? This is so important to all of us that we need to understand. Isaiah 26 verse 3. The Bible say, "You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in." You. Let me change the way to speak in a simple language. I want to change you to God and Him, I or me. God will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stay on God all the time because I trust in God. When my mind think about God all the time, think about the Word, think about His promises, His goodness, His love all the time, we will have perfect peace. If you are upset, if you are panic, if you cannot sleep, you're anxious, you worry, you cannot eat, you're just angry all the time. I want to tell you, your mind is not on God. But if your mind is in God all the time, you're gonna have peace. No matter what happened around you, you still smile, you still have life, and you still have peace because you trust God. Can we choose what we think? Yes. Some people say, "Oh, it's impossible to meditate on the Word and have the praises of God in my mind all the time." If you say that, you are wrong. In fact, think about this: you always are thinking about something all the time. Your mind is running right now. You're thinking about something all the time. You think about positive thing or negative thing. But if you feed your mind with the negative thing, with the things of the carnality and the things of hell, then definitely you're going to reap wrong things, and you will not be happy. You have to make decision to think only the positive thing all the time. Amen. Even the bad news come, you still think positive, and you just cut that off, and you don't want to think about bad news. You're gonna think about the good news in the Bible. Amen. We can have the right thinking of God in our mind all the time, and we can continually say praises from our mouth all the time. When the Bible say His praises shall be in my mouth. Continually, it doesn't mean that all day long you walk into your office and say, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord." I sit in front of my patient, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord," and my patient think, "He is he crazy? Is this neurosurgeon crazy?" He say, "Praise the Lord all day long." 
It doesn't mean that way. It means a lifestyle. Wake up in the morning before you go to bathroom to brush your teeth. Oh, God is so good to me. I praise God. Last night I had good sleep. This is true. I was on call on my pager. I usually put my pager close to my ear because I was afraid that I would not wake up when the emergency room called me. And I was able to sleep all night. No call from the two emergency room, Overlake and Evergreen Hospital. When I woke up, thank God. No call from emergency room. Praise God. Amen. Then I call another patient. I said, can you walk yet? He could not walk and operate on emergency basis on Wednesday. He said, now I can walk. Thank you, Pastor Dr. Lau. He is my member here too. Pastor Lau, thank God. Thank you so much that now I can walk again. You can see that we can praise God all day long. Morning, afternoon, evening, at night. Everything you do around you, you say, Thank God this happened. Thank God. Praise God. He's so good to me. He's give me direction. He tell me what to do. I keep my mind on him. Then peace is in your heart all the time. Can we do that? Can we think about God, think about the goodness of God day and night, all day long, instead of complaining and thinking about the negative thing? Amen? The positive words, the word of God, the word of praises and worship will come from our mouth night and day. And children in the house need to hear dad and mom praise God out loud in the house. Children should hear very little, maybe none of the screaming to each other in the house. Children should see parents love one another and say, praise God, I love you, you're wonderful. They should hear the positive word all the time. Praise God, today dad went to work and Oh, everything went so well. My boss helped me and everything went so well. You praise God all day long. Some men may think that, oh, if I praise God and I say something like that, I'm a weak man. No, it takes strength to be able to give glory to God. Whatever happened in your life, good and bad, you just praise God, you give glory to God. That takes strength for a man to be able to say, it's not my own ability, it's not my greatness, it's not my... PhD is not my smartness that I can do all these things, but it's the goodness of God through my life that I can do well in my job. Praise God. And the children say, Amen. Amen. They need to hear that from the dad and the mom. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, I desire therefore that the men, everyone say men, not only women, men, the men pray everywhere Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Men come home in front of your wife and your kids to say, Praise God today, everything go well in my work. Praise God today, I drive home safely without an accident. Amen. You need to lift up your hand and praise God and only the word of praise comes out from your mouth. Verse 2 to 5, the Bible say in Psalm 34, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Yeah, we boast about God in our house. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he hear me and deliver me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The psalmist say, oh, which means that he was so overwhelmed. He was so touched by the goodness of God. He knows that God delivers him every day. He knows that God is so good to him. He has no way to express it or to talk in the human language how good God is. So he said, oh, God is so good to me. 
I want to magnify him. I want to boast about him, and he continued to say, "This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles." God can save us out all the poverty trouble, all the financial trouble. The Bible continued to say, verses seven to ten: "The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, test and see that the Lord is good." Oh, come and experience for yourself that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There is no one to those who fear Him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Amen. The Bible clearly say that if we fear the Lord, we love the Lord, we will not lack any good things. We will not live in the want, but we are going to live in the plenty. You listen to this message, and you say that Pastor Lau, you come with the message of faith and prosperity. Prosperity is in the Bible. Faith is in the Bible. The Bible says that we cannot please God without faith. We need to come to God with faith. Without faith, we cannot receive anything from God. But I'm not telling you to sit around, do nothing, not go out to work, go to work late, just steal time at your office, sit around doing your own Facebook. But you don't do the work of your boss and just take advantage of your boss in your time, lazy and cheat money, steal stuff from your office. I'm not saying that we're gonna do whatever we want and we don't need to do anything and we just have faith and claim it and get the prosperity. Don't take me wrong because the Bible say clearly those who fear the Lord. The Bible say clearly here. I read a while ago, Joshua chapter one verses eight and nine. You may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So yes, we need to believe that God is good and God wants to prosper us. Yes, we need to have faith. Yes, we need to speak positive. We need to claim and say positive. But it's not enough because you need to fear God. You should not cheat time of your boss. You should not be a bad employee and go to work and play with Facebook, but get a lot of salary from your boss. And say God gonna prosper me. You need to work hard at your place. You need to do the best job for your boss. Serve your boss like you serve the master in heaven. Amen. You should not cheat your customer. You should not lie. You should fear God. When I say fear God, mean you live a life in the fear of God that you will not sin against God. You do what the Bible say. You should not cheat tithe and offering in the house of God. If you don't fear God and you don't obey the Bible. You don't do what the Bible say. You open the door for the devourer, for the devil to come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And please don't blame God. You can claim, you can have faith all day long. God have faith. Prosperity come in. God goodness come in. God, I claim it. I speak it. But at the same time, you cheat your boss. The time instead of eating lunch for half an hour that they give you, you eat two hours of lunch, hiding behind your computer, eating lunch and playing Facebook, and don't work. God is not going to bless you because you don't live a life of fearing God. Are you happy to hear this message? So quiet in this room. Are you working hard for your company? Are you a faithful member? Are you tithing? Are you fearing God? If God commands you to do something, you fear God to obey His command or not? Yes, I need to teach you that God is good. I need to teach you to have faith. But I'm not telling you to be lazy. And do not work and put your hand out to beg people for money. Everyone need to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. You need to do something. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't blame God. God always delivers us from something. All day long. If you can play back the DVD of your life, how many times God delivered you from car accident, from a cold, from sickness, from cancer, from the attack of the enemy, from earthquake. The earthquake should come to your home, it go another way. If you know that God delivered you all the time, I believe you're going to sit all night long, praise God and worship God and have tears in your eyes. God delivered you all the time. Do you know that? God sent the angel to help you all the time. He's a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. But many millions of Christians don't believe that God is a good God and their provider. God said, if you fear him, you will not lack any good things. If you fear him, you obey his command, you will never lack any good things. If you lack, don't blame God. Don't think that God is a robber or thief. Don't think that God is a destroyer. If your experiences don't match with the word of God, Don't say that I'm going to create a new doctrine below the word of God and say the word of God is not real. If your experiences don't match the word of God, you need to pray that elevate my experiences to the level of what the word of God say. And don't blame God that if you don't experience what the word of God say, maybe because you don't have enough faith, maybe because you open the door for the devil to come in to kill and to destroy you because you sin against God. You gossip about people. You attack the anointed one. You say something bad about somebody. Whenever you have bad attitude and say something wrong, you open the door and then bad things happen. God, you are not that good. So I can have a new doctrine. God is bad. God is mean. God is a thief. The Bible say in John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief come to kill, to steal and to destroy. But Jesus come to give life and only life and life more abundantly. God, I don't believe in John chapter 10, verse 10. I'm going to blame you. Every bad thing happened to me because of you. But you forget that you are the one who opened the door for the devil to come in. Maybe you do something that you need to sit down and pray and repent because you opened the door for the devil to come in. Don't blame God if you lose something because God is not a thief. If something in your house is destroyed, don't blame God. God is not a destroyer. If somebody is killed in your family, don't blame God. God is not a killer. Only Satan is a killer. The destroyer, the reason bad things happen, not because God is bad. The bad things happen because of two reasons. And this is our homework. You're all responsible for your own life. I can teach you, but you need to make your own decision. Two things that make bad things happen. Number one, ignorance. Everyone say ignorance. When we don't know the word, we are ignorant, the devil can take advantage of us. That's why we produce so many CD for you to listen so that our members will not be ignorant. They can hear the word. They can read the Bible. Yes, you should read the Bible. You should read the Bible. But God still put the teacher in the body of Christ to help you to understand the word more clearly by the anointed teaching. You need to know the word so that you will not be ignorant. Number two, rebellion. God tell you to do something? No. Give tithe? No. Don't criticize the anointed people? No. I'm going to criticize. Don't cheat time in the office? No, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do whatever I want. Bad things start to happen, and then you blame God. God is not a good God. Oh, God is not good as the Bible says. He is a bad God. No, God is good. He only gives good things to you. The devil is bad, and he will give bad things to you. When bad things happen to you because you open the door for the bad devil to come in to do whatever he wants, so anytime bad things happen, don't blame God, but sit down and pray, God. What can I do to change this situation? Maybe something that I rebel against you. 
Maybe I don't know something. Maybe I should listen to some CD sermon. Maybe I should try to study the Bible to see what wrong in my life that I need to change right now. You see, you need to do your homework to protect yourself from the bad things. Don't blame God at all. Never blame God. Amen. Do you agree? Don't blame God. But when we receive good things from God, it doesn't mean the persecution will never come. Persecution will come. Second Timothy chapter three verse twelve. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mark chapter ten twenty nine to thirty. So Jesus answered and said, "As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, hundredfold of blessing and good things." Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Can persecution happen in the people who fear God and love God? Yes. When you love God, the devil will hate you. He's gonna send people to persecute you. Maybe not put you in jail in America. They may not be able to put you in jail, but they'll persecute you with words, sarcastic words, gossiping words, put in the blocks. Put in the Facebook and internet to say bad things about you. They persecute you. They put rumor around, say bad things about you. You can be persecuted if you walk in the fear of God. But don't worry. The grace of God is greater than the persecution that you are facing right now. He has enough grace to help you in the persecution. Why do I need to preach about the goodness of God? Because all this century, the devil does not want people to find out that God is good. And he want people to believe that God is bad, and He is a stealer, He is the robber, He is a destroyer. No, He is not. Because when people find out the goodness of God and experience the goodness of God, I believe that the masses of people, the multitudes of people, will run to God. We're gonna see revival in the land when people begin to experience the goodness of God. Amen. This is why we call the good news, the gospel, the good news. The good news is not preaching. Hellfire and brimstone. The good news is not about telling people that you go to hell. The good news is that God is good, and He wants to give you good things. He gives you abundant life, life more abundantly, and eternal life. We need to preach the good news, amen. And we need to experience the good news ourselves. You cannot tell people if you don't experience it yourself. I give you example. Many years ago, about seven years ago, a rheumatologist sent me. A patient diagnosed fibromyalgia, and in the surgical field, there is no surgical treatment for fibromyalgia. But this rheumatologist said that he believed that surgery can help because the patient have spinal cord compression in the neck. When the first patient came into my office seven years ago, I was laughing in my heart. This is a joke. No one operate on fibromyalgia. But I look at the X-ray, and the X-ray show bad problem in her neck. She came in, no makeup, looked sad, could not sleep for years and years with pain in whole body. Typical fibromyalgia. I said to the lady, I say, I'm gonna operate on you, fix the neck for you, but I cannot guarantee this will go away because this is not in the textbook. After I operated on her, she came back two weeks later with the follow-up. She was a new woman. The pain all gone. She came in with her dog. She came in with makeup on her face, looked beautiful, looked glorious, and she said, "Thank you, Doctor Lau. You fixed my fibromyalgia." When I look at her, I have a first-hand experience that that surgery helped. 
I was really surprised and say, "Wow, this rheumatologist is correct, and I'm wrong." Actually, we can correct the problem with surgery. And since then, in the past seven years, I have operated more than 200 people. And even just a few weeks ago, I designed a new surgery for this kind of patient, and the patient woke up with no pain. And I was like, "Wow, God, you're such a good God! I experienced the goodness of God myself." And God is so good. That's why every time I think about retirement, I was thinking, wow, where are these people going to go? I discovered from the Lord, the wisdom from heaven, how to fix the problem. This is not in a medical textbook, not in a medical school. But God gave me the good things and I received the good things from God. Amen? And we can show good things to people because our God is a good God. The good news is, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is too good to be true. God is so good. And he has a good news for the people in the whole world. He said that if you come to know Jesus, believe in Jesus, and receive the forgiveness of sin, all the past sin will be forgotten, will be forgiven, and you can stand before God without guilt, without condemnation, and you're going to stand before God as clean as you have never made any mistake in your life before. Is that the good news? It's too good to be true. And a lot of people don't believe in this good news because they think that it's too good to be true, that I just accepted Jesus. I just repent and my sins are forgiven and forgotten, and God remember my sin no more. First John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from only certain unrighteousness. Is that true? Are you awake? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. When we come to know God, the good news from the good God said, if we believe in Jesus, we repent of our sin, and we are forgiven, we don't have to feel guilty. We don't need to stand condemned. We don't need to talk about the past. We don't need to dig out the past sin, the past mistake anymore. It's all forgiven. It's all gone. We never have to think about the past yesterday or two days, two years ago. It's all gone. Now I become a new person. Is it a good news? Good news. I like it. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 19 say, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Amen. He did not commit to us the word of hell, fire, and brimstone. He said, God is good, and he wants you to be reconciled with him. We can tell the people, if you repent, you confess your sin, you believe in Jesus, God will not be holding your sin against you anymore. He is not hating you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. Do you know that the problem that man is facing is not only about sin? The problem is about faith. Everyone say faith. Okay, let me explain to you. All the sin of mankind, past, present, and future, have been laid on the body of Jesus, have been wiped out by the blood of Jesus, have been forgiven. It's done deal 2,000 years ago on the cross by Jesus Christ. Your sin, my sin, past, 
present, and future. The sin of the whole world, even people who don't know Jesus, that sin has been forgiven. The problem is not about sin, but it's about believing that Jesus has already paid the price for them and forgiven them. So when people come to God, we don't emphasize that you are sinners. We emphasize that God already forgave your sin. It's done deal. The sin has been laid on Jesus. He bore your sin already. It's done deal. You just receive by faith. You're forgiven. He forget about your sin. Don't worry about it. Move on. Repent. Fear God. And live a holy life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Many people who hear this good news of the good God will say, this is too easy. This is too good to be true. I need to work for my salvation. I need to work hard to prove to God that I'm a good man. No. You are forgiven by grace, by the goodness of God. But you do good because you love Him. Your goodness will not take you to heaven. Your own good deed or righteous act is like a filthy rag in the eyes of God. You do good because you love Him, you fear Him. You want Him to know that I take serious about following you now. That's why you obey the Bible. Amen? You see, God is so good. Everyone say, God is good. He has the good news for me. To preach. To tell the people. Thank God. Amen? If you really are convinced that God is good, you will not be thinking all day long about what you don't have, what other people don't do for you. You will not be thinking all day long about your problem. You will praise God all day long. You will thinking about how good God is, the goodness of God all day long. You don't think about what you don't have. You don't think about what other people don't do for you. And you don't think about your problem. Because you can draw, you can depend on the goodness of God. If that person doesn't do good to you, that's okay. He's good. He's going to send somebody else to do good to me. He's going to send somebody else to help me. If that person doesn't help me, that's okay. I don't worry about this problem because my God is a good God. You will not focus on the problem, but you're going to believe and focus on the goodness of God. Anyway, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I don't have any diamond ring on my hand. I don't have a big gold necklace. And I wear very simple clothes here. I'm not wearing a $2,000 cloth, but I need to preach the goodness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Many people who listen to this sermon, he's a prosperity preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know me long enough. I live a simple life, but I live at the level of my means. I'm not trying to be in debt to live above my means. And I spend money for the gospel. God give me money to spend for the gospel, not to please my own flesh. Amen. But we need the goodness of God still to preach the gospel because the gospel is the good news of God. When we can believe, actively believe in the goodness of God and speak from our mouth, God is good. Praise God all day long. We give the legal right and the legal access for God to bring His goodness and blessing into our life. It's a matter of fearing God, believing it, accept it, and receive His goodness. Everyone say, believe, believe. accept, accept. Receive. receive the goodness of God. Speak the goodness of God. Amen. Satan will tell you right now. Oh, don't listen to Pastor Lau. Let's come to reality. Bad things happen to good people. Tomorrow you don't know what bad things going to happen to you. Bad things going to happen to you. God is not that good. Don't listen to the devil. You keep believing God is good. You keep speaking God is good. You keep accepting God is good. You keep receiving 
all day long. Don't yield to the word of the devil who say that God is bad. Amen. You need to live with expectancy. You need to actively expect the goodness of God. You need to wake up every morning at noon, at night. You say God is good. I believe it. Some people act like a prophet. They say I prophesize on myself. Bad things gonna happen to me tomorrow. Bad things gonna happen to America tomorrow. That is the prophet of the doom and gloom. Bad things. God gonna send bad things to people. I don't believe in those prophet. The prophet of the doom and gloom. I believe God want to do good things. Amen. We don't bring people to bad things. Amen. Expect some good things. You have a choice every single day. You make a choice. Believe that God is bad and bad things happen, or you're gonna make a choice to believe God is good and good things gonna happen. Which one you choose? The second one. God is good. How many people promise God that from now on you're gonna believe that God is good and good things will happen? How many people accept good things from God? Receive good things from God. Amen. Agree with God. Don't agree with the devil, with the, the world. The problem happened because our wrong thinking. When we have wrong thinking, we have problems. Now, let me tell you to build one kind of lifestyle. Okay, this is my lifestyle. Our lifestyle it is every thought in your mind here, you check with the Bible. If your thought is against what the Bible say, you need to cancel it, adjust it, change it according to what the Bible say. If your thought is according to the Bible, you say Amen. Anytime the thought come up, you need to check with the Bible. Is this the right thought? This is the right thinking. If the Bible say against it, contradict it, you say no. I reject this thought. I gonna follow what the Bible say. I gonna do some adjustment in my thought right now to believe what the Bible say. Amen. Everyone say adjustment, change. We need to do this all day long. All years until we die, you need to check all the time because the stronghold is here. The devil works in your mind. If he can lie to you, deceive you with wrong thinking, he can destroy you because wrong thinking produce wrong word, and wrong word and wrong thinking will produce wrong action and bad outcome and corruption and death. Amen. How do you know that you expect good things all the time? How do you know? You know that you expect good things from the good God all the time. When bad things happen and you are surprised, if bad things happen and you are not surprised, it means you are expecting bad things. When bad things happen, I'm surprised. I say, God, show me. Maybe I did something wrong in my life. Maybe I did not obey you something. I give you example. Six months ago, I began to get sick, and I say, this is not good. I don't expect sickness in my body. This is something wrong. I start to pray, God, something wrong in me. That's why I open the door for sickness to come in, and I begin to adjust my life. I begin to sleep enough, drink enough water, rest enough, cast all of my anxiety upon him. I find out that I worry too much about something. I don't drink enough water. I don't rest enough. I don't take care of my own body. So I begin to get sick. So I have to adjust, and I don't blame God because I'm the one who did it myself. Then I cannot blame God that why sickness come to me because I was ignorant and I was rebelling against God not to take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say adjustment again. Adjust my thought, adjust my lifestyle to receive the goodness of God. Psalm 27, verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. NLT say, "Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness." Why I am here in the land of the living. The Bible say that we can 
experience and receive the goodness of God now and here in this earth, not only when we go to heaven. Definitely, when we go to heaven, we can experience the goodness of God because in heaven there is no bad thing at all. God is so perfectly good, exceedingly good. In heaven, there is no bad things. There is no sickness, disease, and evil, or curses, and demon, and Satan. But in this world, we still face those things, the evil thing. But we can experience the goodness of God down on earth here. When we talk about living in the goodness of God down here on earth, we don't mean that we should have the attitude of Quesela, sela. Whatever will be, will be. What does it mean? It means that if it happened, it happened. If it doesn't happen, it's okay with me. In fact, God wants us to fight the good fight of the faith. God wants us to pursue the goodness of God. God wants us to press in and actively believe, actively expect the goodness of God that can happen in our life on earth now every single day. Actually, this morning, after I went to make row at the hospital, and I was driving back home, and I was thanking God that even though I lack sleep, I'm tired, have a lot of pressure at work due to emergency situation with patients, life and death every day, but I cannot complain because the goodness of God is so abundant in my life. I have a good wife, good children, have good grandchildren, good church, good friends in the church. Oh, I'm so thankful. And I believe that the goodness of God will continue to flow in my life on earth now. So I expect the goodness of God happen in my life every day. How many people believe that you can experience the goodness of God? Amen. Amen. We have to actively believe and actively expect the goodness of God. When we truly trust in the goodness of God, when something bad happened, we will not complain, but we will say something better is coming. Something lost, but something better is coming. And you can say that God is able to take what the devil did to us, which is bad. He turned it around and make it good for us. Anytime bad things happen, we say hallelujah. God going to bring something better to us and we don't have to complain about it. Amen. I can test and see the goodness of God in the land of the living and it can happen now. I can expect the goodness of God to happen in my life now, today, in this life. Amen. You may say that, Pastor, you try to teach us to be selfish, just to seek the goodness of God for myself. It's all about me, 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 me. This is a selfish attitude. This is a selfish preaching. No, it's not all about you. But actually, it's all about the Great Commission. It's all about the lost world. It's all about your relative who don't know God. It's all about your neighbors and your co-workers and your friends in the same classroom. That they're going to be safe or not depends on how much goodness of God be revealed in your own life. Because you're preaching the good news, and if you don't demonstrate the good news, they will not believe in your God. So you need to receive the goodness of God in order to demonstrate the good news through your life, not just through your mouth, God is good, but nothing good happened to you. It's about the salvation 
of people around you. You need to receive the goodness of God. Unfortunately, this kind of teaching has been rejected because some people who preach about this have a hidden agenda, twist the word of God, and preach the word of faith and about prosperity and abundance with the agenda of getting money from people into their own pocket. Give me, give me, give offering to me, and then you shall be blessed. And people get turned off because of that kind of preaching or that kind of attitude. There are those kind of people in every profession, people who use something for their own benefit. Even though people do something wrong, we should not dilute the Bible. The Bible is so clear, God is good. Amen? If, even though other people make mistakes, to use the scripture for their own pocket. Oh, by the way, you have the Holy Spirit. You can discern where you can sow your financial seed into somewhere and somebody. You need to ask the, the Holy Spirit, should I give money to this minister or to this ministry or not? It's up to you. You need to talk to God yourself. We should not oppose receiving the goodness of God. It's very unbiblical to say that I don't need good things in my life. I don't need good, good things like good car, good watch, good phone, good things, good refrigerator. If you say that way, it's very unbiblical. God wants to give you good things spiritually, emotionally, and materially and financially. God is a good God. He wants to give you good things. But the problem is that we receive the wrong message from some teaching that God doesn't want us to have good things. He wants us to suffer so that he can shape up our character. You don't need to be shaped up by facing problems all the time. You just make a decision to repent every single day and follow the Bible your character is going to grow without having to go through so much suffering. You suffer sometimes because you sin against God and because you have a bad attitude. You don't need to go through suffering. If you have a good attitude all the time, obey God all the time, repent all the time, and seek God and fear God all the time. God wants us to have good things. Everyone say good things. God is able to give people wisdom and understanding to produce good stuff for us. Look at the good car, good computer. Is that come from God? Yes, God gives those people good understanding and wisdom how to fabricate good things for us to use. And even in the book of Genesis, God talked about He created good things. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 10 to 12, the Bible says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. So you can see that even from the book of Genesis, God talked about gold. God talked about good. God wants to give Adam and Eve good things. Amen? It's the original plan of God to receive the blessing to Adam. He asked Adam to fill the whole earth with the good things, with the glory, with the Garden of Eden, every single place that his children go at the well. He wants to fill the whole earth with the glory and the good things. Everyone say, God wants me to have good things. We need to renew our mind with the word of God today. God will never say no to give you good things. Where is in the Bible? Psalm 84, 
verses 11 to 12. For the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good things. Everyone say, no good things. Will he withhold from those who walked uprightly? Many Christians don't believe that God wants to give good things. But at the same time, they say that they want to fulfill the great commission. They want to reach to the whole world for Jesus Christ. That kind of idea or attitude doesn't make sense. I want to reach to the whole world for Jesus. I want to preach the gospel. I want to see many people get saved. But I don't believe that God gives me good things. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because how can you preach the good news and reveal the goodness of God if you don't have the good things in your life? You can only give what you have. If you don't have something, you cannot give to people. And you can have only when you receive. How many people were born into this world with earring and ring and necklace out of your mother's womb? You were born into this world with nothing, is that right? And you're going to live out of this world with nothing. So all the things that you have today come from God. You need to learn how to receive good things from God. And as you receive, you can give. As you receive, you can do good things to other people. You need to learn how to receive good things from God so that you can preach the good news and show goodness to other people. When we preach the good news, we need to do good to people and you need to have good things to share with people. Therefore, it doesn't make sense at all to believe in the doctrine that say that God is bad and God doesn't want his people to receive any good things in this life. The devil is tricky. He has been lying to the body of Christ for many hundred years. He tried to dilute the goodness of God. He tried to lie to the body of Christ that God is not that good. And if you believe in his lie, your good intention to preach the good news and to reach out to the whole world will be choked, will be hindered because you will not be able to do what you want to do. Some Christians say that, you know, for me, if I and my wife and my kids can have only some place to stay, a little bit of clothes and three meals a day, that is enough for me because I have limited resources. I cannot invite my neighbor to come and eat dinner with me. I have so limited money. I have so limited amount of resources to be able to preach the good news. So I'm going to live for myself. I cannot invite people to my house for dinner. I cannot reach out to the lost because God is not that good to me. God never gives any good things to me and I don't expect any good things from my God. If you think that way, you will not be able to preach the good news. You will not be able to reach out to the lost. You cannot even fly or have money to pay gas to drive to Everett. Or drive to Tacoma to preach the good news to your friend because you have a poverty mentality. You think that God is a poor God and God will never give good things to you. No, God said, I will never withhold good things from my people. Amen. Let me read NLT. Amen? Amen? NLT. Psalm 84 verse 11. I want to encourage you. I want to confirm to you that God is a good God. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing 
from those who do what is right. What we need to do is to believe and do what is right. If we want to receive the good things from God, we should not sin against God. We should be the best employee of the company. We should be the best husband, the best wife, the best employer, the best member of the church. We should do what is right in the eyes of God. And God say, "I will not withhold any good things from you." In ASV, the Bible say, "But for Jehovah God is a sun and a shield. Jehovah will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walked uprightly." God doesn't want to withhold any good things from us. Let's believe that that any good things God want to give to us. Amen. Everyone say, I believe. God is exceedingly good. He wants to give me good things. Let's look at the story in the Bible. In Numbers chapter 10, verses 29 to 32. Now Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things for Israel. The Lord has promised good things for his people, the good land, the good life, the good things. And he said to him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my relatives. So Moses said, please do not leave. Inasmuch as you know how we are to camp in the wilderness, and you can be our eyes. And it shall be, if you go with us, indeed it shall be. He emphasized two times. It shall be, indeed it shall be, that whatever good, everyone say good, the Lord will do to us, the same will will do to you. The Lord do to us, we receive that we can do to our unbelieving relative and family members and loved ones, our friends, our co-workers. Moses' father-in-law heard about all the miracles, all the great things that God did for the children of Israel. God delivered them. God protected them from the plagues. God split the Red Sea. The enemies died in the Red Sea. And not only that, God gave them water from the rock, manna from the sky. God gave them the pillar of fire at night and pillar of cloud during the day. God led them and guided them. This man heard about all these wonderful things. He came to Moses and Moses told him, No, God promised his children the good land that flowed with milk and honey. God has prepared good things for us. God going to give us prosperity. We're going to move into the houses that we never built. We're going to enjoy the vineyards that we never planted. And we're going to get the water from the wells that we never dig. God going to give us a good land. Come with us. Enjoy the prosperity with us. Enjoy the good things with us. And whatever good God did to us, because we are the covenant people, we're going to share those good things to you. Let's read from English Standard Version again one more time. And Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, 
Moses' father-in-law. We are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, "I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will do good to you. We will do good to you, for the Lord has promised good to Israel." But he said to him, "I will not go. I will depart to my own land and to my kindred." And he said, "Please do not leave us, for you know where we should camp in the wilderness, and you will serve as eyes for us. And if you do go with us, whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same will we do to you." The Lord make the Israelite prosperous, so that they could share prosperity with. Other people. This is the lesson we learn about the goodness of God and receive the goodness of God, the good things from God. The more we receive, the more we can share. Amen. Do you know that the level of your receiving the goodness of God will determine the level of receiving of those who need your help. The level you know your God, how. Good he is would determine how much goodness he can do in you and through you to other people. That's why I believe this message is important to you because I want you to go at the higher level, increase your bar higher of knowing your God how good he is. And I want to encourage you to receive the goodness of God from Him so that you can share that goodness with your unbelieving friend in the same restaurant. In the same office, with your unbelieving loved ones, your mom and your dad who don't know God, you can give a car to somebody if you own a car that is paid off. If you don't own a car, how can you give a car to another person? You can give a watch to another person if you own a watch that is paid off. Is that right? You can give only what you receive. That's why we need to press in to experience the goodness of God. As much as we can, so that we can preach the good news and reach to the lost world that need the goodness of God. The more you receive, the more you can give. Amen. Verse thirty-two in in ASB, the Bible says, "So it will be if you go with us that whatever good the Lord does for us, we will do for you. What good can we do to people around us? What good can we do to our wife?" Our husband, our kids, our unbelieving parents, our unbelieving friends—what good? The answer is the good that God did for us and in us. We receive the good from God, and then we can share the good with other people. Amen. The whole world is full of Christians who don't believe in this doctrine. The whole world is full of Christians who believe that God want them to suffer and God want them to be poor, and they're broke. They have no means and no substance to help anybody, and they get frustrated. They feel condemned on the inside them because they know they have to preach the good news. They need to go and visit people and tell people the good news, but they cannot because they have a bare minimum in their life. They're so broke. They have a lot of debt because they believe that God is bad. They believe in the lies of the enemy. That's why they never get anybody saved. They never share the good news with anybody because they don't want to spend money. They don't want to buy coffee for anybody because every penny is important to me. They have a poverty mentality. They believe that God want them to be poor forever. Don't blame God. 
is their own belief. If you believe God is good, God gonna begin to give you the goodness, the good things, so that you can share the good things with other people. Amen. You have to think this way. Allow God to do good things to you, give you good things, so that you can share those good things to people, as if God does good thing to them Himself. You are His hands, you are His eyes, you are His mouth. Representing him on earth here, that he will flow the goodness into your life, and he can use your hand to share the good things to other people, as if God does directly to them. How many people want to be God's hand that way? That the good things will flow to your hand into other people. You need to believe that God will give you good things. Amen. There are a few attitude that we have to stop having. The first attitude is I deserve good things. If you say I deserve honor in this church, I deserve this and deserve that, you are quenching the goodness of God. God give grace and glory. You receive the goodness by grace, not because you are good. Every time you quote that I deserve, you are coming to God with pride, and pride quench the grace of God. That's one attitude that you should not have. I deserve. The second attitude you should not have is opposite. I don't deserve anything. Therefore, I should not have any good things in my life. I'm just a poor sinner, bad sinner. God doesn't love me, so I don't deserve anything, and I don't need any good things in my life. That is on the other side, opposite way. It's a wrong attitude. We all can come to God. With the attitude that you have grace for me, you love me, you love me as much as you love Jesus, and you're gonna reveal your goodness to me, and I'm gonna receive the good things from you. I receive, then I have, then I can use it for the kingdom, and I can share that with other people for the sake of the kingdom of God. Amen. Look at certain scripture here, Ephesians chapter five verse one. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Everyone say, "I need to imitate God." What kind of God we have? No good things will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Matthew seven verse eleven. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? God wants to give good things to His children. God will never withhold good things from His children, and God say, "Imitate Him, imitate Him." What should we do with the good things that God gives to us? Look at Proverbs chapter three, verse twenty-seven. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. It's scriptural and biblical to receive good things from God. But we should not have the attitude that I'm going to pursue good things until I become in debt. God doesn't want us to live in debt, but we can trust God to provide good things. But it doesn't stop at only receiving and having good things. It goes on. It goes on to what? To share, to give, to sow good things to those to whom it is due, when it is. In our power to do it, I give you example. 
if your brother and sister in the church have been praying and believing God to receive some good things, you see it, you see the situation, and you pray to God, God, you give me so much, and God work in your heart. Why don't you share that to that person? Because he has been believing me for the good things. You receive good things, and you see that another brother or sister need the good things. You will not withhold the good things, and you give in your power to give to the next person. You receive good computer. You share the computer with another person. If you can live that way, good things will continue to flow to you. Because as God will not withhold good things from you, and you will not withhold good things from other people in your own power, God will continue to flow the good things into your life. That should be the lifestyle of Christians. Amen? One of the reasons we don't receive good things is because of doubt, because we believe in the wrong doctrine. The second reason that we don't receive good things because we live in sin. We lie, we cheat, we commit adultery, we do a lot of wrong things, we don't live uprightly before God, so God cannot give good things to us. He has to follow His rule. Three, because we don't sow. Everyone say, believe. believe. Obey. So, if you can live with this three lifestyle, believe to receive, living right, don't sin against God, do the best as employee, do the best as a husband to your wife, do the best as an employer, you do everything correctly, don't cheat, don't corrupt, don't destroy anybody's life, don't gossip about somebody to destroy that person's reputation, you live a life of love, a life of faith. You're going to receive good things from God. What you do next? You sow. You will not withhold good things with yourself, but you share. Some of you may say, I don't have much to share. Believe me, if you can share what you have, God can give you more. Amen. Don't have this attitude. Oh, Pastor Lau, he can say that. He's a neurosurgeon. No, I start from having no salary in America for six months. I worked for Harborview Hospital for six months without salary. Zero salary when I first came. And I have to take the bus to go to Harborview. That's how I start my life in America for six months. Then I bought a cheap Toyota Tercel, a few hundred dollars. Drove that car, Pastor Da, and I slept in the basement of somebody's house. She has to serve that house like a servant, clean the house, everything. We start our life that way in America. But we never stop giving and serving God. Six months later, God gave us salary. $1,200 a month. We never complain. I continue to be the best resident for Harborview Hospital. The best employee to my boss, Dr. H. Richard Wynn. I continue to work hard, day and night. Pastor Da, she never complained. God promoted us. Then I become a chief resident on the second year. Then my salary go up. You see, I walk uprightly. I saw, I believe. I start from nothing to come to the U.S., from pushing the cart of the patient without pay, doing very low job in the hospital. But God is good. Amen. He gives good things to us. Amen. Because we are faithful and we fear God. Amen? Amen? And we share. We open our home and the first day of the church, our brand new bed was broken. <laughs> because somebody jumped on that bed and it was broken. We cook with the 
1,200 dollars income, we cook and feed everyone in our house. We spend gasoline, spend money to open our home for six months to be a local church. People use our house to be a church at that time with a very limited salary in that generation. Do we complain? No. Do we spend? Yes. We sow. We give. Whatever good God give to us, we give out. We will never withhold good things. Before you give to people, you make sure that you pray to God that is you to give. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay? Don't give for manipulation. Number two, if you are not able to give, don't feel guilty or feel bad or condemn. Because it's not in your power to give, so you cannot give, it's okay. It means that that person has to wait for the next person, not you. Don't live in condemnation. But if you have in your hand the power to do it, do it, please. Don't withhold. Don't be stingy. Don't be selfish. You need to learn how to give out. Amen? Psalm 31 verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up. Everyone say laid up. For those who fear you, you need to fear God. You need to live uprightly, okay? Which you have prepared. Everyone say prepared. Laid up and prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the Son of Man. The Bible says that God has a stockpile of good things stored up, laid up, prepared for those who fear Him. And He cannot shower those things into those who fear Him in front, everyone listen carefully, in front of the eyes of the unbelievers. And when the unbelievers see the goodness of God that has been showering and has been pouring into our life, they will come to repentance. They will say, your God is good. They will listen to the good news we preach. They want to be saved. They will run to God. They want to worship God. They want to serve God because they see the goodness of God that has been working in our life. That's why the devil talk against in the churches the subject of healing, prosperity, faith, the joy of God, the fire of God, the power of God, deliverance, anything that God wants to do good to people, the devil say, no, don't preach those things in the church. It's not for today. Oh, those preachers are bad. They preach about healing. They preach about faith. They preach about prosperity. They preach about deliverance and deliver people from demons. They preach about the joy of the Lord. Oh, don't have too much joy in the church. Laughing in the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. You should look sad and cry all the time. God is so bad to me. <laughs> the devil would try to destroy the church by making people think that God is so bad. So that non-believers and your unbelieving friends will never get saved. Amen. We need to believe the joy of the Lord. We need to believe in the fire of the Lord. We need to believe in healing. Amen. But we need to do our homework. Three homeworks we need to do. Number one, we need to believe. How we build faith? Listen. Two, we need to sow. Three, we need to live right. Sometimes bad things happen. Don't blame God. But it proves to us that we don't have enough faith. We live by faith. And we live by what we know. I uh, struggle with some sickness that I tried to command it to go away for many months already, but it did not happen. I teach about ruling and reigning, but it did not happen to myself. I tried to command it. I tried to do everything for the sickness to go away, but it did not happen. Until 
three days ago. You can see even a pastor struggle with the issue of faith. Three days ago, I was listening to the sermon in my car, and the preacher said something that really dawned on me. The light turned on, like, yes, I have faith now for the healing for my body. By that time, in the car, I was driving to Evergreen Hospital. The faith rise up in me because that preaching was ignite me in my heart to have faith. I right away command in the name of Jesus. Actually, two days before that, I cut down the amount of medication to the lower level, and the sickness start to come back again. And I even tell Pastor Dad, "This is not good because Saul, I cannot stop medication. Every time the medication go down, the sickness come up." I was a little bit discouraged, but by that day, I say, in the name of Jesus, now I have faith that healing is for me, divine health is for me. I command you to go away right now. <laughs> the sickness go down supernaturally to today still going down. God is so good. I have to do my homework, even as as a preacher, to build my faith. Don't blame God, please. If you don't see a miracle, Jesus say, "Because of your faith, you are healed." If you don't like the message of faith, I'm sorry, you're gonna miss a lot. We need to have faith in everything we do. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by feeling. And to receive the goodness of God, we need to have faith. And how can we have faith? Listen, listen, listen. Listen to the anointed teaching until you get it and say Amen, yes and Amen, and then you ignite your faith and proclaim it and say it, and you can see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read the last scripture here. Psalm 68 verses 9 to 10. You, O God, send a plentiful rain, whereby you confirm your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation, your whole church, dwelt in it. You, O God. Provided from your goodness for the poor. God doesn't want us to be poor. God said that my church, my people, can dwell in the rain, the former rain and the latter rain, in the glory, in the rain of blessing, and also in the inheritance of God. All the good things from heaven can be showered into your life. You dwell in that blessing. In the goodness, in the prosperity, in the miracles of God, so that the world will see that our God is a good God. I preach this sermon in Thai as well, and when I preach in Thai, I have a vision that millions of Thai people gonna hear this message, and they will turn away from Buddhism and from their idols and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church people in Thailand gonna experience the goodness of God, and their neighbor gonna come and say, "I want to know your Jesus, and I want to go to your church with you right now, because your God is so good." I have been praying through my Buddhist monk, and been praying for those idols for years, and nothing happened. But your God is real. Your God is so good. Hallelujah. I believe this sermon gonna bring revival to Thailand. I have no question at all. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe this sermon is going to bring revival to America as well, because your friend is going to see the goodness of God in your life. Amen. How many people say I believe? 
I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to build my faith. I will listen to the sermon. Read the Bible. Speak positive. Receive. Walk uprightly. Sow the seed. Speak the promises of God. And I shall have good things. And I can share good things with other people. In the power of my hand, I do it. I will not withhold good things to my brother and sister. Amen? You learned something today? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this teaching. We want to receive good things from you by faith. So that we can share good things like Moses did to his father-in-law. Whatever good you do to us, we want to do the good things to other people as well. We want to preach the good news. And we want to preach the good news not only with our mouth, but with our lifestyle of doing good, sharing good, and giving good things to other people. Lord, let the whole world know that Christians are generous, are good people, filled with the good things from heaven. We are living in the, Lord, abundant reign, inheritance of God. The goodness of God will be revealed and manifest in our life, Father. We thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Before I pray for people, I'd like to ask a question. Anyone in this room don't know Jesus? Or you know Jesus, but you walk away from Jesus? And I want to ask you to come back home to walk with Jesus again. Or maybe you say you know Jesus. You call yourself Christian, but you haven't really practiced Christianity. You don't really walk with God daily. Read the Bible, pray, go to church. I want to ask you, to start commit your life to God and walk with God again. If you want to do that, could you pray with me? Give your life to God. How many people want to pray with me? Say, I want to commit my life to Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I want to be saved. I love you, Lord. You die for me, Jesus. You shed your blood for me. Lord Jesus, sit on the throne of my life. I will follow you from now on. I will receive your goodness, Lord. I receive your good things. You will not withhold good things from me. But I will use those good things, Lord, to serve you. To build your kingdom. To share. To bless other people, Lord. From now on, I promise you, Lord, I will build my faith. I will listen to teachings. Read my Bible. Pray. Go to church. Exercise my faith. I will walk uprightly. I will fear you, Lord, and trust you 
and my life, Lord, shall be filled with good things. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you.